listening to Coffee Talk with Father Brad. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is the beginning of two weeks. I'll be with you. It's, it's uh, both Father Mark and uh, Father... Howard, that's right. Oh, yeah. Forgot his name. Father Howard and Father Mark are in the Holy Land with some of y'all's parishioners with a pilgrimage. So I'll be here for two weeks. And I'm excited about it. And when I prayed about the scriptures today, the Lord kind of put on my heart to talk about the four senses of scripture. When you read scripture, there's four senses that you read it, four different ways uh, God speaks to us through the scripture. In the Middle Ages, the differences between these uh, senses were summed up in a little Latin poem. <clears throat> Here's my Latin. Hopefully it's, it's still good. I don't know. I hadn't studied it in a long time. Litera gesta docet, quod credas allegoria, moralia quod agas, quotendas anagogia. Huh? Oh, pretty good, huh? Let me, let me, let me translate for you. <laughs> I need a translation too. Don't worry. The literal, this is what that, that little... Um, Little poem said, the literal sense teaches what happened, the allegorical, what you should believe, the moral, what you should do, the anagogical, where you are going. So the reality is that most people only focus on the first sense, the literal sense. What was the human author of the text trying to say? This is important. It's important to know the literal sense. What the person who wrote that book of the Bible or that letter to the Corinthians, right? Paul, what is Paul trying to say to the Corinthians or the Romans? Or what is Isaiah the prophet trying to say? It's important because it gives us insight into the history and time period it was written. We have to know that. Um, it places us in their setting. 
I think Father, Father Mark is experiencing that. Father Howard and all the pilgrims right now, they're seeing the places that we read about in Scripture. So like when they read Scripture, they get a better sense of the literal meaning. When they say the Sea of Galilee, they're going to know, I've seen the Sea of Galilee. I've been on a boat on the Sea of Galilee. I know what it looks like. That helps you. In some ways, it can make Scripture come alive because it's not so distant. It's not so far off. We know what they meant to say. But if we stop with the literal sense, then we miss the majority of what God is trying to tell us. The other three senses is where God takes over and where he uses all the various authors of all the different scriptures for thousands of years, written over thousands of years to speak to us, and make us holy. So the first sense was the author meant to say the other three senses are what God means to say to us. So I'm going to try to walk through the four senses of scripture with the scripture we received today. Two little bits of it. Isaiah chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 3. And the little bit from Isaiah, it says, On that day a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. And then from Matthew, Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What's the literal sense? What's the literal sense? The early church fathers had a nickname for Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. They called him the fifth gospel writer because even though he wrote before the incarnation, he prophesied about the events of Jesus and his birth, life, his death. I mean, he was a great prophet. He was telling the future. So they they called him the, the fifth gospel writer. He was a prophet in the southern kingdom of Judah during a time in the northern kingdom was going into exile. The Assyrian Empire was, was uh, conquering the northern kingdom and bringing them away. And though he harshly warned Judah that their exile was coming, which brings us to what we read today. This is what he says. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a bud shall blossom. Jesse was the father of David and a sign of the kingdom of Judah. Judah will be cut down and exiled is what he's saying. The prophet, that's what he's saying. That's a literal sense. Judah is going to go into exile one day, but it will not be the end. There will be a renewal. That's the, the sprout that comes forth from the stuff, the stump of Jesse, David's father, David's line. That's the literal sense. This is what the author and the prophet is saying. So what's the allegorical sense, right? The typological, where, how is it fulfilled in the New Testament? Here it is. The sprout that will spring from the stump of Jesse is Jesus. Jesus is the sprout. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees, John the Baptist says. Therefore, every tree that does not bear fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. John the Baptist is saying, hey, people, Jewish people, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled. The Messiah is here and he is the new sprout. Right? The axe is at the, the, the base of the tree. What Isaiah prophesied is coming true right now. Analogical, anagogical, sorry, anagogical sense. What's the next sense? The anagogical sense. This is where we're going. We're not made to be complacent. We're not made to be stagnant. The leaders of John and Jesus's time were okay with the status quo. They were, they were cool with where they were at. But God is not. He was, he was ready to do something new. He desires the best of what heaven has for us. 
He wants to recreate us, completely change us. We weren't made for here. Which brings us to the last sense, the moral sense of these scriptures. To be recreated takes work. Some pretty violent work too. Violent work. Some people use the term pruning. Right? God wants to prune us like the chopping down of the trees, pruning us to make us better so we can grow back stronger. But when I hear the word pruning, I think of a nice, sweet little grandma working on her, her hydrangeas. Right? I'm just pruning a little, just pruning a little hydrangea. Except that's not what God said. God said through John the Baptist, even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. It's violent. Advent can be a nice little sweet preparation time for Christmas. You know, make your eggnog, wrap your presents. That's really nice and uh, and dandy. But it needs to be a violently dramatic season of tearing us down. Drastic change. Radical action. You know the term radical? You know where it comes from? It's not the 1970s. Uh, It comes from, or 60s. Radical comes from radix. The root. Get to the root. So to have radical change means to change from the very base. The axe lies at the base of the trees. God came to cut us down. So you may need to get rid of some things in your life. Not in a, in a peripheral way. Not in, on the surface. I mean radical change. And me too, obviously. Right? If your smartphone makes you sin... Right, if it makes it easy for you to sin in all the various ways you can come to your mind about how that happens and what that means, maybe you get rid of your smartphone. Maybe you don't have a smartphone. Maybe you have a dumb phone. Go get a flip phone, a Nokia brick. I don't know. But it's radical. Maybe you need to get rid of it. You're like, are you serious? How am I going to get around? How am I going to use my GPS? How am I going to use my Waze app? You know what? Jesus says, if your left or right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your smartphone causes you to sin, cut it off. The axe lies at the base of the tree. What are you going to do? Maybe, I don't know, this, this isn't everyone. I'm just shooting it out there. I was praying. What examples? Maybe you need to never text that coworker again. Right? If you're a guy, there's a, a female coworker, maybe you just need to never text her, never talk to her again, unless you're at work or something. Maybe it's too dangerous. Yeah, it's radical. You, you just cut someone off. But maybe they're, they're going to get in the way of your actual marriage. I don't know. Maybe someone's out there dealing with that. Uh, young people. There's not many young people. I think they're watching the LSU game. But if you're in high school or outside of high school, maybe you need to break up with that boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe it just needs to happen. It's okay. I say this at St. Thomas. You know, I preach at St. Thomas. I was like, okay, everyone, look at your girlfriend. Look at your boyfriend. Okay, now break up with them. <laughs> they were like, what? I'm like, you think you're going to marry them? Probably not. You don't need to be in a relationship right now. Maybe God wants to, to be number one in your life, not the other people that you have placed in front of him. Maybe you're a young person out of college or whatever, and maybe you need to get married. Maybe you need to not be living a bachelor life and get married and take a step. Or maybe you need to enter seminary. Or maybe you need to stop messing around and get serious and have a radical change. 
Maybe you need to take the first steps towards completely cutting alcohol out of your life. Admitting that you have a problem. Saying, hey, maybe this Advent's where it stops. Maybe, maybe it's time. All those are kind of radical things. They're kind of drastic. But God's not here pruning your hydrangeas. God's cutting down your trees. At the base. At the root. I don't know what you need to do. The Lord does. And his axe is at the base of your tree this Advent. Not because he wants to destroy you, but because he wants to give you something better. Have the courage to say yes. Cut me down. Change me. Make me new.